Hey folks, welcome back into the pod. The reality of today is that in Boston, in the Boston area, there is a trial or hearings are starting um, to charge the husband of a young mother uh, with her murder. There's no body um, and this family has a lot of backstory from what we're hearing in the news. Obviously, we're just hearing it from the news. This is down on the South Shore, south of Boston, so it's not in an area that I live in, but it's a nationwide case. And initially, the husband was arrested for um, giving false information on an investigation, and he had already been on house arrest for um, selling fake art to a prominent um, art collector. And uh, it's just brought up for me some stuff that comes from my childhood, which might sound weird initially, but let me explain. Um, I've said before that my mom was a malignant narcissist and a lot of people, thankfully most people, don't really know what that means. They think, oh, they're, they're self-centered, they're selfish. No, it's not that. It's not just that. It's way more than that. Um, so let me try to explain and then how it ties in, in my mind, to this person who is going on trial um, for possibly murdering his wife. Hold on. So... When I saw him get arrested for um, obstructing the investigation into his wife's disappearance, I thought, wow, that's smirk. That is the smirk of a malignant narcissist. He's proud of whatever it is he did to her. And, um, and now subsequently he's been arrested for her, her murder. Um, it didn't really surprise me when I started hearing about his history with his family, his family has disowned him. His father was a doctor, very well off. Um, his wife had a prominent job in Washington, DC. Um, she was obviously pulling down the money in the household. And, um, I'm sure that was all well and fine. These years that they've been married, um, their oldest child was six. So, you know, they've been married longer than that. And, uh, she wrote a letter, I guess, for his art sale case that he was a model husband and father and her soulmate and, you know, all of that. Um, and you might say, well, then, you know, what, what is their history? Well, from what I can see reading about the case and about him, He's a malignant narcissist, and what must have happened is the mask came down, and she saw it for the first time, and she saw that she was married to someone who is a fraud, and that probably caused her, I'm speculating here, of course, that probably caused her to confront him. And she may have never done that before. Now, she was working in Washington, D.C. during the week, Monday through Friday, and she was home on the weekends. 
that makes sense to me because when you are the child or the spouse or whatever of the malignant narcissist, they show you a mask. They show you what they want to show you. They show you the loving husband, loving father, you know, good citizen, all of those things. And if you see the the mask come down of their lack of empathy, their, the fact that they can't really love you because they don't have the capacity. Um, if they see you manipulating them, if they start to get it, that's when the shit hits the fan because they will literally preserve self at all cost. And that includes somebody's life. As long as it's not the narcissist's life, anybody that they have to harm, they will feel justified in doing so. My mother mentally destroyed my brother. Um, she stood by knowing that my stepfather was sexually abusing me every day, did not care. My mother cared about herself. And that might sound like a callous and maybe very simple statement. But the reality is my brother and I did not have a mother and these children did not have a father. Thankfully for us, we had a dad. And even though he died when we were teenagers, we had him. And we, so we knew unconditional love. And I'm sure that these children knew unconditional love from their mom. From all the friends and neighbors that were interviewed or have been interviewed thus far in this case, they talk about her as a loving and very wonderful mother. You might say, well, she was gone Monday through Friday. Well, she had a nanny. She had her husband there, their father. And she obviously felt at one point and maybe for a long time that he was her soulmate and that he was a good father and husband. It's not her fault that she was fooled by that. But you can just see from the smirk on his face when he was being arrested that he was very happy with himself. In his mind, I'm sure, he got rid of a problem to save himself. They had people over New Year's Eve. Maybe somebody brought up something about the fact that he was on house arrest with an ankle bracelet. Um, maybe the people were drinking and they said it flippantly and meant it as a joke or whatever. And he exploded. Or maybe they said it flippantly and meant it as a joke and he didn't explode. And maybe she started questioning him after everybody went home and he didn't like that. It, it can be as simple as that questioning what your plans are to get out of this. What, why would you have done that? Yeah. Why did you sell it? Did you know that it was fake art? And I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, those simple things will cause a narcissist, a malignant narcissist to snap 
and it is frightening when they snap. When I was 40 years old, I finally confronted my mother. She was at my house visiting me. My brother was also visiting and I said, I don't even remember how it came up. I really, really don't. I've racked my brain. I can't remember how it came up, but it came up. And I told my mother, well, you know, your husband was raping me and you are still there and you continue to stay there and you knew about it because I saw you. You saw it because I saw you come into my room. And it was like I had punched her in the face. She snapped because I brought the mask down. I confronted her and they do not like to be confronted because she has no, had no defense for that. That is an indefensible thing for a mother to see with her own two eyes that her child is being raped by her husband and she just shut the door and walked away. That's it. And she has no defense for that because it's indefensible, as I said. And so as soon as I did that, the screaming started. You're not my daughter, you fucking bitch. You little bitch, how dare you? You had the best childhood ever. Blah, screaming. Screaming insane things that were not true. I did not have the best childhood ever. Up until I was six years old, I did. With my dad and my mom. And then it exploded. My brother was three. That was the end of the good childhood. The perfect childhood. That was it. That was when it was over. And okay, that's fine. But don't tell me that I had the best childhood. Let's review. And of course, I'm going to stand up for myself. I'm me. I'm not going to stand there and take that shit. You're not my daughter if that's what you say. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. I just looked at her. I said, fine. Then you need to get out of my house if you're not related to me. And just screaming. Okay. I said, let's review. You are still living with him. He, you are still married to him. And you know this. And you've known this since I was six years old. And I'm 40. And you honestly, she tried to lunge at me. My husband was there. I defended myself. I didn't hit my mother. I stepped out of the way. My husband, you know, protected me. No, there was nobody was hit or struck or anything like that. But she was going to lunge at me. And I'm sure she would have pulled hair out of my head and beat on me and everything else. Because I pulled the mask down. I pulled the mask down. And so for me, this case has reminded me what it's like to have a malignant narcissist parent. It is no joke 
one of the worst things ever. If you have to live through it, it is one of the worst things ever. Because you do not have that parent. You don't have them. To review, they literally have no ability. No ability whatsoever to love, to care for, to be empathetic of, to understand other people's feelings. They just don't have it. They do not have it. And they don't care about anything. If you are if they perceive that you are attacking them and trying to point out a shortcoming or a mistake or something horrific, like being a parent and seeing your child raped and not doing anything to stop it, for instance, if they think you're pointing that out, they will, oh my God, I'm sure... I would have had to sleep uh, with a gun under my pillow if I was alone in the house with my mother because she probably would have tried to do something to me to shut me up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. I'm not kidding. She would have probably tried to do something like that because that's... They are so focused on preserving self that it doesn't matter if you're their child, their spouse, their their own mother. Um, they will not tolerate anybody attacking them, telling them they're wrong, telling them they did something wrong. Um, I mean, name it. If you if you try to challenge them on anything, they will they will attack you. You will you will get attacked. And you will get hurt if they have a possibility of hurting you. And especially if there's no one to see them. What I am glad about, a little surprised but glad about, is that those kids are still alive. I'm going to guess, and this is a guess only, but just from living in this kind of household... That if one of the children had woken up, those children would not be there. He would have killed them too. Because it is all about preserving self. And so it did bring some tears, I'm going to be honest. Because I, I feel for those kids. They've lost their mother and their father. But it is actually, and I, this is going to sound weird, it's actually good that they're not going to be around their father. And I wish those children the best household they can live in, the best therapy that they can get, because they're going to need it. And I just pray for them. And um, I hope that they get help, because they're definitely going to need it.